0: blog
1: talk radio hello Nats Town. welcome to Nats nightly sponsored by federalbaseball.com this is patrick reddington from federal baseball i'll be joined shortly hopefully if he turns on there it goes by dave nichols from federalbaseball.com after the nationals drop one to the kansas city royals they snap their four game winning streak walk off loss dave and Nats town up in arms again as Jonathan Papelbon blows a save opportunity, handed a 6-4 lead in the ninth inning. Alex Gordon singles to start the frame. Uh, excuse me, grounder up the middle into the shift that ends up for a hit. Salvador Perez lines the single to left the next at bat. Terrence Gore comes on, steals second on a ball that was – he looked like he was out. If uh, Daniel Murphy had been able to hold onto the ball. A nice throw by Wilson Ramos there, but two runners in scoring position. 6 4 lead at that point. Uh, Omar Infante strikes out. Mike Moustakis comes up, gets a pitch he can hit low in the zone. A fastball after he'd swung and missed on a few up high. Singles to uh, center field, drive in two runs, 6 to 6 at that point. Top of line gets out number two on a line out to left by Jared Dyson. Phoebe's uh, Escobar singles to send Moustakis to third. Lorenzo Kane lines one to center to bring him home. 7 6 walk off win second blown save for Papelbon and before I end my rant here I'll just note ESPN stats and info since the start of last season Jonathan Papelbon had zero blown saves in 37 games with the Phillies four and 35 with the Nationals so far two of them this season nine for 11 and save opportunities now what went wrong for Papelbon out there well simply it was contact
0: contact contact and more contact I mean uh, when he was when he threw high in the zone, he was getting a couple of uh, um, awkward-looking swings, but uh, um, any time he tried to go into the strike zone, uh, the Royals were making contact. I mean, this is a team that specializes in putting the bat on the ball, and, um, you know, sometimes when that happens, good things happen for you, and sometimes bad things happen. And, um, you know, I, I'm going to say this the most polite way as possible, Jonathan Papelbon is now getting fewer swings and misses than any time ever in his career. Um, Most of the way through last season with the Phillies, uh, you know, he was still generating 14 to 18 percent swing and miss. Uh, Since he's been with the Nats, it's been around eight, and so far this season, uh, it's around six percent. You just simply cannot survive, um, especially as a closer with a swing and miss rate, um, you know, six and a half, seven, eight percent. It just it's it's not major league caliber. Um, for, for any pitcher, um, let alone a guy that you're counting on to shut the door at the end of ball games, And it's particularly tough, A, to lose a game when you're winning by two runs going into the ninth inning, B, to do it on the road, and C, to do it against the defending world champions, I guess, and D, when you've started the road trip off 4-0. I mean, this is a tough, tough loss to take. Um, anybody saying you know just file this one away, we'll go get him next time, it doesn't understand what's going on here. Um, yeah, Jonathan Papelbon is disintegrating in front of our eyes, um, and and it's very likely that he's not the closer uh, of this baseball team within a matter of weeks. Um, he simply can't can't get it, get it by anybody. He's relying on pitching backwards, he's relying on batters swinging at balls outside the strike zone, and he's, he's and he's relying on when there is contact made, that it's hit at somebody, and you just simply can't survive that way as a late-inning closer. You have to have swing and miss stuff, um, and he just simply does not anymore.
1: Got 11 uh, 11 swings, four with four balls put in play, three of them for hits. Uh, Strike's not in play. I'll go through the whole list. (laughs) It's 92.8 average with his fastball. Uh, threw 17 of them in the ninth inning. There, slider, six of them. One of them put in play. Uh, he said after the game, according to the James Wagner of the Washington Post, uh, it was all about execution. I didn't execute some pitches. That's what it boils down to, execution. Uh, are you saying, in your mind, even if he's executing his pitches at this point, he doesn't have the stuff to get it done as a closer? No, and and you, and if and if you have any kind
0: of uh, statistical or graphical. Um, you know, wherewithal as a baseball fan to go to Brooks Baseball or fan graphs or whatever, you can flat out see that, that his fastball does not move. It has never moved. He's, had, he's got what's called a flat fastball where there's very little movement to it. And
1: you can survive
0: if you're throwing 96, 97 miles an hour and you've got 8.5% tilt on your slider, you can survive. If, that your flat, your fastball flat. You can rear back and throw by people at 91, 92 miles an hour. You can't do that and on night and on nights where his slider isn't fooling people, and it was not tonight. As you mentioned, one of the hits was on his slider. Um, he's going to give up a lot of contact. He can say, um, you know, execution all he wants to, um, and he's probably not, he's probably not savvy enough to even know. That, that he's not generating swings and misses. He might think that, oh, you know, I'm, I'm just not striking this many guys out. He's probably not savvy enough to realize exactly what's happening to him and how fast his baseball career is deteriorating right in front of his eyes.
1: Made a little bit more frustrating, as you mentioned, because it ends a four-game winning streak. They had a chance to take the first two games of a three-game set with the Royals here and get off to a really good start on what they know is going to be a tough road trip, and it's going to continue to be with one more in Kansas City and then four with Chicago Cubs, who are on fire right now, off to as good a start as the Nationals. Slightly more frustrating coming as it did at the end of a nice start by a nice night of baseball, a nice start by Tanner Roark. Had a streak of 15 scoreless going into this game, a 2.03 ERA, 2.91 FIP, 13 walks, 30 Ks, 2.11, 2.99, 2.57 line against, and 31 innings pitched. Got up to 17 scoreless, but two walks and a uh, one-out RBI single by Austin bar tied it up at 1-1 at that point. Uh, Two-out, two-run single by Eric Hosmer made it 3-1. Settled down, at, uh, nine pitch seventh uh, was at 87 pitches overall. Went back out for the eighth, uh, two runs scored at that point. Yeah, I don't know. My notes are just a mess at this point because so much is going on at the end there. But a nice start by Tanner Roark overall and ends up giving up runs late. And once he left the mound, two of the runs came in there, but had the lead when he left there and ended up blowing it. But a nice start by Tanner Roark overall. Yeah, it was. And, and
0: Dusty Baker left him in too long. And, and um, I, I think that could probably be the, uh, the, the title of Dusty Baker's memoirs. Um, he had the habit of leaving starting pitchers in uh, too long, trying to get them extra outs or, or, you know, get them at the end of the inning so he doesn't have to, um, you, know, the, you know, the double switch wasn't in play tonight because of the American League. But um, there was really no reason to allow Roark to struggle in the eighth inning. He should have had a reliever up at the beginning of the inning, not when he gave up contact with the batter. Um The first signs of trouble, he should have yanked him. But, again, you know, Dusty Baker left him in too long, and, and he gave up more contact, and then, um, and then you have to rely on your reliever to be perfect. Um, you know, a, a, a ground ball brought a run in, and, and that's going to happen um, when, they couldn't, when they couldn't turn the double play. So, um, you know, this is a case where uh, Roark's line should have been better than it was because, as I said before, Dusty Baker left him in too long.
1: Mats were down three to one in the sixth. They rallied to tie it up. Ryan Zimmerman, Jason Worth, single. Zim goes first to third. Uh, Wilson Ramos hit a fly ball to right field. Jared Dyson misplayed it horribly there. One, when, when a comical misplay. Uh, probably not for him, but for everyone else watching it, really uh, misplayed it into a ground rule double at that point. Two to three to three. Uh, At that point, Jason Wirth later hit a home run. Wilson Ramos had three hits on the night in his return to the lineup. Ryan Zimmerman had a good night at the plate. Anthony Rendon hit his first home run of the year, and I think it was his first home run. And Andrew Simon of MLB.com noted first home run in 191 plate appearances before he got his first one of the year. So the offense was kind of kicking tonight. They got six runs on the board. Uh, Some of the guys who had been struggling really contributed nice night all around just to make it a little more frustrating Zimmerman two for five Murphy one for four worth two for four with the home run Ramos three for four and six runs aren't enough yeah you know we really should be talking about um
0: Rendon making better contact Ryan Zimmerman hit a ball to the wall tonight um you know worth ran into one uh Ramos a a couple of hits on his return obviously the the circus play out there in field notwithstanding but uh um you know, is, that, that's the problem when, when you blow a, blow a win in the ninth inning is that's all that anybody wants to talk about, all that anybody's going to concentrate on. Um, but it really is important to see uh, Rengo starting to hit the ball with a little bit more authority. Uh, Zimmerman uh, obviously picking it up, that that's a good sign because he's as critical for the net success as anyone. Um, you didn't mention Bryce Harper, and I don't know if you you had a bullet point to talk about him tonight. He struggled again tonight. He's been the there. Yeah, it wouldn't surprise me to see Harper get the day off tomorrow with uh, as bad as he's struggling right now. But, yeah, signs of life from the offense tonight. Um, it makes it doubly and triply difficult to take, um, you know, the matter, the the way, the, the manner that the Nats lost tonight.
1: Just doing, like, quick math as the game was wrapping up there. A one for 20 for Harper on the road trip. One for nine with five Ks after Tian Ming Wong struck him out late in the game there. Uh <laughs> Uh, my own note made me laugh. Is it time to finally send him down to master triple A was my question.
0: <laughs> yeah. It's, if you're striking out against him and long there with the base loaded, you know, you know, you're, you're, you're scuffling. So um, yeah, no, I, I expect the Harper to get the day off tomorrow to clear his head and um, you know, day game after night game, you want to, um, you know, you arrest some of your, your veterans anyway. So, uh, you know, get his head clear before going to Chicago because, um, you know, as, as good as uh, um, the Nats offense seems to have been, you know, picking it up on this road trip, they, they need to have Harper hitting. So whatever, whatever's whatever got him uh, uh, pulling off of the ball right now, they need, to, uh, they need to get that fixed.
1: I don't anticipate the Nationals making a, a move right away here. I think they're going to give Jonathan Papelbon the, the leash that a veteran closer like he, he deserves, but, It just keeps on happening. The trends that we've been discussing all night keep on showing up there. I'm sure the Nationals are way ahead of everyone on all of this stuff, even though they're not going to talk about it publicly. They're that oriented in their front office. They have people looking at this stuff all the time. Uh, As much as we want to think that we're all ahead of everyone on this, they they know what's going on as much as anyone else does. But. If and when they do have to make a trade, what would you see them doing at this point? Who are they going to put out there in the ninth inning and trust that they uh, they don't have any established closers on the roster waiting to take that job? They do have a few young arms out there, the Felipe Riveros, Trevor Gott down in AAA, who's off to a not-so-great start, Sean Kelly. I know you've mentioned just about every time we've discussed something like this. Uh, Who would you see them turning to first if they had to make a change at some point in the future? Well, I think the logical choice is Kelly. I mean, this is a guy they
0: gave a three-year contract to. Um, three-year contracts are almost unheard of when a, when, you, when it comes to non-closing uh, clo- non-closing relievers. So I think they signed him with the idea that when Papelbon's contract was over, that he would slide into the job. He's got uh, he's got elite skills. Um, strikes out over 11 runners or over 11 batters per nine innings. Uh, has, has learned to keep the walks down throughout his career. Uh, doesn't give up a lot of contact. He's been terrific thus far this season. You know, people are going to think back to the to the full pitch walk on opening day, but ever since then he's been perfect, hasn't given up a run all season. So I think he's a logical choice. I think they really like Felipe Rivero. Um, they have a lot to like there, but this was a guy in his first full season in the major leagues, um, and, and he's left-handed. I know that, that they would prefer to have a right-hander as the closer. So um, I, I think they like what Rivero can give them. Um, I don't see them moving him into the closer role. Um, you know, I think I think eventually the organization thinks Blake Trinen can handle it, but until he can show he can get left handers out, uh they've been managing him uh I think pretty well so far this season, um, allowing him only to face lefties when when they've got either a big lead or a big uh big deficit. So I think Kelly's a logical choice. I, I don't think we're gonna see Trevor got in the big league for a while. Um, he has not been very good in AAA right now. Um, you know, he, he had uh, a period with the Angels last year where he was, where he was very good, but he's in consistent control with his fastball, um, and he's getting beaten around a little bit in AAA. So I don't think we'll see him um, recalled to the big leagues, even if they do need to add an arm to the bullpen right now.
1: Rubber matches at two fifteen tomorrow. Steven Strasburg, four and oh, two two five ERA against Chris Medlin. One and two, old Braves rival that we're gonna get another chance to look at here. One and 4.87 ERA. It's a two fifteen start. Just wanna point that out for anyone who wasn't aware that they're gonna wrap this one up in the afternoon before they head on to Chicago, but They had this game in hand. They had a two-run lead in the ninth. You get your closer on there. That's what you want every night. I'm sure someone in the Nationals organization has already said that, that they'll take it every time with a chance to have him save the game and give them two of three, at least, in Kansas City. But how important is this game now going into the four-game set with Chicago to get out of here on a win? Dusty Baker has talked about how important these getaway days are to win that last series and move on to the next uh, spot on a high note. But How important do you think it is that the Nationals get this one after blowing tonight? Well, I think it's real important. You
0: know, the way that they played against Philadelphia um, at the end of the homestand, losing the three straight, you looked at this 10-game series, and you think if they can get out of this at 5-5, you'd be happy. Um, And then they go out and they win the first four games, and then all of a sudden you're thinking, well, you know, they can pick up ground on the Mets now if they just, you know, if they play 500 the rest of the way well, you know, they had this game in hand tonight and dumped it, so um, you know, it's big for them to bounce back tomorrow. Um, Kansas City hasn't been playing all that well lately. Um, Yes, they're the defending champs, but uh, um, kind of struggling a little bit here, so the, the Nats have um, arguably the most talented pitcher on the mound tomorrow, uh, day game. Uh, you know, let's let's see them take two out of three here and head into Chicago on a good note. You'd hate to see them dump the last two games against the Royals and then have to uh, go into Chicago knowing that you don't have Strasburg for the series.
1: Um, so yeah, it's a big game tomorrow. 18 and eight on the year after tonight, seven six loss. One more at the Royals tomorrow at 2:15 on that again, just so everyone's aware. At nightly, sponsored by federalbaseball.com, com. Twelve fifteen a.m. There's an extra hour. It uh, adds a little on there, as does the extra hitter in the lineup. So I'll be happy to get back to NL Ball after tomorrow and talk to you after that game, sir. Sounds good. Have a good night. Doggasses go at.